All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Driver, and this is Bull Bear Radio. This is episode number 47, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. And as we are taping this today, <gasps> man, there is blood in the streets. The market is is looking bad at the moment. I mean, it's it's bad, dude. Melt so, down. So look, you know, it's that time of year where we're in October. The market starts to get its crazy on. We have earnings coming up here. Don, what do you think? Market's going to be trick or treat? Man, they're looking like trick to me. No treats here. No no treats here. You know, one of the things we talked about the last couple of weeks, and, you know, everybody's jumping on this storyboard, even Kramer. Jim Kramer. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. That's what he's saying. He's saying that, you know, uh, guidance is looking pretty weak, you know. I just read that uh, eight out of ten companies that are guiding, and a lot of companies don't provide, uh, you know, uh, guidance ahead of the quarter uh, report yep. anymore. But the ones that are guiding, eight out of ten are guiding negative, not they're gui- not positive. They're, they're setting they're going, expectations low. They or- are going to miss earnings what? expectations. Okay, okay, you're getting a little ghoulish here, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna build upon that. That's theme, okay? that's what's going on. And besides Whoa, that, wait a second, you've got the Fed. No, 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 no. I got. Oh my God, they're they're, they're nuts. They they've lost it. They and we'll have more on they've that in just it. a second. Okay, check this out. Headline breaking news, baby. Okay, one hundred and twenty three. S&P 500 companies are now in a bear market for the year. Wait a second. Let me let's let's rewind that and say that one more time, okay? I'm getting sick of hearing about the S&P 500 and how well it's been doing this year. I've been talking sure. about this for a long time, how thin the market is. 123 of the S&P 500 companies are in a bear market, which means they're down more than 20% for the year. Hey, man, just check that. Just wait for it. I know those 123 companies are not the fang trade or the leadership that's pushing, had been, had been, check it, check it, had been pushing the market higher. Those stocks are dragging the market lower really fast. You know, the NASDAQ, the leadership, the tech and momentum oh. trade growth is going down like a anchor that has been let loose in the deep blue sea down 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 yes yes speaking of which i mean last week we were talking about the titanic which you know was supposed to be the largest safest ship ever constructed and white star who was running the ship they were the ship's operator right they set sail with uh only about a third or half of their lifeboats depending on who you're reading which sources you're reading but anyway they left port with a whole heck of a lot of less lifeboats. So not safe, been man. bailing on active management. <laughs> Always have your lifeboats on board, man. Baby. Get get the get man the lifeboats, dude, because it's starting to get gnarly. And we were talking about this last week before the market four out of the last five sessions is negative. 
Yeah, we're we're seeing four out of five. Last, oh yeah, last, no more than that. It's uh, I think we got oh it's it's like bad. Seven it's, out of eight days. Whatever, it's bad. It's bad. It's so, not looking good. Look, all right. So the Fed. Let's talk about. Hey, you got to remember. For a you got to remember. One, it's October. October historically is not such a great month for so, the stock market. So look, the Fed. One reason why the market's going and it's dropping like an anchor into the deep blue sea. It's because the Fed came out and and had some choice words in Bali the other day about where they want interest rates to go from. Yeah, here, like right? this morning, Fed Chair Williams basically was saying that over the next year or so, the Fed will continue to hike rates and they'll get like to neutral or normal. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're going to continue to hike rates for a year or so. We know that they plan on four rate hikes. We're at 2.5 on the Fed funds. Whatever. I mean, they're going to move it to three and a half, four. So what? You have the long bond at like seven or eight percent. So, I mean, yeah, what's the difference? That's no recession. No recession between now and then. But these guys are nuts. But they want to have that uh, capacity to be able to drop rates and have it you know, have an effect. So it sounds like a really great spot, idea right? to me. I'm going to cause a financial crisis because I raised rates too far, too fast. And now I have the uh, rate cutting power to to try and offset the damage I've already done. But zero, zero, stupid. isn't it? Man, you cannot fix stupid. Zero, zero, though. I mean, what's the difference between close to three right now, right? And zero, zero, zero. It's, it's good right. for if you're so trying. So I cut from four to zero. Same difference. It's really the same. But as you get closer you, to four you and never, five. You never, ever, ever want to create a recession or a bear market or a financial crisis. But ever. If, but if you get closer to four and five, what is the borrowing rate if you're getting a mortgage or credit cards or whatever? It, it can, ain't nobody going to be borrowing loans, money for a house. There's, look at what the mortgage, uh, uh, you know, new mortgage origination dried up. It's like gone. Yep. It's like gone. It's down 60% over last year this time. Okay. And there are no refinancings. Okay, Refinancings so dried up. I'd hate to be Wells Fargo, the largest mortgage originator in the country. That, that poor... Or, the, or, that originator. Originator. <laughs> it's like Terminator. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's what the Fed is here. They're dressed up this Halloween as the Terminator, you bet. right? Yeah. And they are the really nasty, gnarly one. all the little Not ca- the children's good one. candy. There's... Right, and the candy here is is corporate earnings, baby. This is looking like a king size Reese's pieces to me. Hey, right? I think I think Q three earnings are going to look pretty, pretty strong. Good. You know, according to uh, Thompson uh, Reuters Lipper, right? Thompson Reuters Lipper, and there's getting to be a lot of names on that list. Anyway, third quarter earnings it's, are expected to increase like a merger for the S between Nike, Adidas, uh, Under Armour, uh, you know, Sperry. Okay, and third quarter earnings are expected to be 21.5%, according to uh, Thompson Reuters Lipper. And uh, without energy, right, it'd be 185 Which is great. This is good really stuff, Really good. 21 and a half on top of 25. This is great. On top of 24. I mean, come on. So good. This is really good. What is the Fed talking about? I mean, just let uh, the it Fed ride looks here. At these let the numbers and they say, hey, I've got, I've got justification for... Could, for for hiking my rates, I got to get them up. I got to get them up. Yeah, so we I need more rate cutting power. Yeah, sweet. Oh, whoa! Guys are, whoa. By the way, this is I, supposed I, to be a I, fun I think financial the, podcast. I think the Fed has a rational we exuberance. We try to have fun here, okay? About the, yes, uh, the strength of the economy. The Fed definitely does. 
So third quarter revenues are supposed to be pretty good too, right, Don? Third quarter revenues are looking pretty strong, man. We're looking at uh, a blended growth rate of 7.4%, you know, without energy Which again, it's 6.4%. Around 10, 11% last quarter, real. You might right? have noticed that energy prices so that's are good. up, 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 up. That's good for energy companies. That's a weight on the consumer, though, because, you know, prices at the pump are going higher, folks. That's right. Well, here, this is interesting, right? So here's some of the. Get down into the details. Q3 earnings growth highlights or, or expectations here, according to Thomson Reuters Lipper. And we're trying to bring you good information so you make good financial decisions. You know, um, estimated earnings growth, like we said, 21 and a half, right? 11 sectors are expected to improve earnings relative to Q3 of 2017. So all 11 sectors are supposed to do better. What's the hot sector this quarter? The the number one Forecasting. sector is energy, right? So just as you said, energy is supposed to be up 101.5%, besting any sector. The thing I found very interesting, and, and the a sector that has struggled from a performance perspective, financials are the second best expected earnings. With a 40% expected earnings increase year over year, 40%. And you cannot buy higher prices on on financial stocks. No, folks, you, folks, financial stocks can't buy a bucket. What are you right buying now? a fang for? Forty percent, baby. That's growth. And that's by the way, that's fang, growth. By the way, number one, energy. Number two, financials. I didn't say anything about tech yet, right? They're mm-hmm. middle of the pack this quarter. Yep, they're not they're, the they're leaders. They're moving down the leaderboard, baby. You know, guess what's in last place, everybody? Real estate. Mortgage rates are going higher. Real estate. Real estate struggling, baby. growth, 4.3%. We've been talking about this for months now, right? In terms of housing prices and new home sales and rents in in the major markets. Commercial real estate. You can start to see it's it's having attacks on earnings finally. I'm just saying. Interest rates are starting to bite like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Go listen to like 10 episodes ago. We're bringing you guys great information here, so I'm patting myself on the back, and I'm patting don't, Don on the back don't even hurt harder. Yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, jeez. So, so look, um, we got earnings growth. Q4 is still strong, by the way. Thompson Reuters Lipper over here estimated earnings growth for Q4, right, which is going to be the end of the year. We'll be starting to get these trickling in in January. 20% earnings growth. So it's not like we're going to be laying off the gas pedal here. The Fed needs to calm down. Hey, listen, I you know we Jerome, call us. We've been talking about the S and P five hundred, which is large cap, right? Um, let's switch gears for a second and talk about mid and, and uh, small small cap stocks in uh, the U.S. Here. Oh no! So we're going to go small cap first, okay? Ooh. So estimated uh, earnings growth seventeen point one percent. And revenue growth seven percent. So not so good compared to the S and P large cap. Not group. so fast, my friends. Everybody, everybody was talking about. You might small wonder cap why earlier this year. Yep. If you notice prices have, you know, fallen off a cliff recently. Yep. In the last couple of months, man, these earnings expectations are starting to uh, soften. <laughs> soften, and and prices are going with it. By the way, a lot of negative on on the leaderboard there in terms of expected earnings. There's going to be, uh, uh, by Thomson Reuters Lipper here, 
Uh, consumer staples, technology, utilities, consumer discretionary, all supposed to be in the red in terms of small cap earnings this quarter. Revenue consumer staples is supposed to go negative. Oh, man, you're killing me. Hey, listen, let's talk about the mid cap for a second because I know that looks a little bit better. Let's try to get back on a mid-cap, positive trend here. 24% rise in earnings this quarter over Whoa, the previous quarter good, of Q3. Man. Really good. And that's even better than the S&P. Only one quarter, one, one, uh, I'm sorry, one sector is, is supposed to be negative this quarter. Utilities down 2.4% on this, uh, you know, look forward here. 24% earnings growth expectation with an 8% Revenue Guess who growth. the leader is? That's pretty Financials. good. 101% growth here. So Man, you cannot find a financial company in the mid-cap space that's really been doing well. Not on average. And man. revenue. Guess, guess I who? hope that we get, a, we get a bump in these, uh, you know, that defensive sector that's called financials. <laughs> Leaders. Energy in terms of revenue growth up 24%. So that pattern persists across... Small, mid, and large cap, but uh, you know, again, here financials, consumer services, uh, materials, industrials are the four strongest mid caps potentially, which has you know significant overlap to the S and P five hundred in terms of a, a leaderboard for just, expected earnings this quarter. A, a professor Matt, just like real estate, you know, is uh, uh, really mm, kind of falling by the wayside here. Uh, what do you think, big sector, big sector? Consumer discretionary, which has been one of the leading uh, sectors in terms of performance, and consumer staples, which has been one of the bottom uh, so far year to date. What do you think happens with the consumer here with rates going higher and mortgage interest rate? You know, I just saw this morning, 30-year conventional fixed rate mortgage, 5%. Yeah, well, I think that's going to have a bite at some point because the consumer has had, uh, you know, consumer sentiments very high recently. And that's got to affect the consumer if, right, the cost of borrowing gets uh, more egregious. So the million dollar question for the fourth quarter in terms of price movement. Housing prices go down. That affects consumer sentiment. Sure, that affects, you know, if your house is worth less money, you're not feeling so good. That's your house. It's core, man. If that goes down, then then you don't want to buy stuff. In America, you know, people's largest investment is their home. Yep. And so they look at it as if it's their financial well-being. So if your housing prices are Soft or falling, uh, that's not such a good thing. Do you think the consumer, here's a million dollar question. Do you think the consumer holds together and spends, you know, this is supposed to be a very strong holiday season, right? Yes. What's the deal? What What do you think? That answer will be coming right after the break. Bing, 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 bing. We'll be right back. Do you have a risk manager who is able to produce positive cumulative returns during the last two bear markets? Meet WBI's Retirement Income Strategy. Learn more at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All right, and we're back. So check us out, uh, Twitter, WBI President, WBI CEO. We've got great stuff there all the time, uh, guaranteed. Uh, we've got uh, LinkedIn. We're, we're all over the place. WBI, Don Schreiber, Matt Schreiber. Check out the company, its employees. I mean, it's awesome. Just check us out. And uh, as always, Google Play, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, uh, what, uh, LinkedIn, no, no, whatever, TuneIn, uh, Sonos. we got all kinds of stuff. Just check it out. So we're back. Uh, you had a question, Don Schreiber. Yes, Professor Matt. Something about a consumer? Are the consumers going to spend robustly 
for the holiday uh, spending season. Well, I did see that, uh, you know, uh, holiday season was supposed to be up 4 or 5% this year. So uh, Best ever, I heard. I heard best ever, too. So... I think it depends. I think we got to check that story. Do stocks continue to drop drop like a rock here? Do housing prices go down? If those things happen concurrently here in October and November, it could take a little bit of bite out of that, uh, you know, earning, uh, spending of a consumer there for a holiday season. Kind of the Grinch that stole Christmas. Yeah, well, when you're, ta- when you're, when you're talking about a bite, you know, I'm thinking of Jaws, you know, that big, gigantic you know, 50-foot monster that, you know, can eat boats with their bite. That's right. If the market, I was a big shark. If the markets keep going down, housing starts falling apart yep. more. But wages were Ooh, up uh, close to 3% get, on, yeah. on the and last the, rate, and the so feds that was good. Stay, and, 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 and the, the feds, feds worry about a, inflation the and raising rates. Of course. Yeah. You know, they give us a December rate it, hike. It, it might be the last gasp this or, uh, this, this this Christmas season. <sighs> the, uh, the, the consumer might spend strong. But man, 2019 just might be a house of horrors. Trick or treat. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about capital preservation. This is the business building corner, okay? So uh, we've been talking. We went about the. It's a really good time to mistakes, talk about capital preservation, baby. The mistakes that, uh, you know, advisors make. Chapter number two, you know. The advisor who could sell anything can't sell his business. Well, building a world-class financial services business. Yes, is the out book. by Dearborn Press, available on the Death Star, also known as uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yep, it's <laughs> out there. It's out there. You can buy it's it. It's Still out there after think, this time. It's hey, it's a good read, and you can read it in Mandarin. I hear. That's so it, you know man. there might be a secondhand uh, situation out there in Mandarin. Right, we're helping. We're helping China. You know, really build a robust financial system. I, there, community, weren't you know, there like a, several hundred copies printed? Five thousand printed in Mandarin. Five thousand. Wow. Can you believe that? You probably got paid a ton of money on that too, didn't Zero. you? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You don't get paid on international sales unless you're somebody big. Unless you're like, uh, and I'm not Grisham or whatever his yeah. name is, or you know, Worldwide the Harry sales. Potter dude. Yeah, lady. yeah, lady, right? Yeah, she's not a dude. Yeah, no. Okay. Not totally. Dudette, actually. If she's a dudette. Okay, I guess so. All right, so let's get back to capital preservation. Yeah. So what what what's good about that? What is good about that? I would think you're protecting your client's capital, which is well, the nearest and dearest thing to their heart. You know, Einstein said that. Uh, but nobody wants that when the Fang whoa, stocks were up a bazillion percent. But Einstein, I, uh, Einstein, yeah. smart guy, he said that uh, you know uh, compounding oh, is God, the eighth they, wonder of the world. Einstein thing again. Einstein, yeah, I love Einstein. And He's the most smart. powerful financial force in the universe, that's compounding. And if you lose a lot of your capital, you diminish the power of compounding, rem- which is a really sad thing. So what we want to make sure is- You remember that, that atomic bomb? That advisors, compounding. advisors are looking for their lifeboats right now in terms of protecting client assets. Because one of the most important things I figured out a long time ago when I was trying to build a financial services business- is that if capital matters, right? If if I'm billing against the value of assets, the market can steal my business from me. Going to go down forty or fifty percent in revenue if I use a passive asset allocation approach, and I get similar returns to the indexes, which people aren't thinking about. But right now is time. 
to think about your business model. Yeah. Because two things happen. You lose 50% or 40% or 30% of client money. A lot of them are going to take money off the table. They're going to put it in cash. You're not going to build, be able to bill on that. And that's going to hurt your revenue. But but even hey, if they stay the course okay. and everybody buys and holds like they're supposed to, which no one does, you still have a big runoff in revenue and you're going to lose a lot of money. So I was talking to a really smart financial advisor not too long ago, right? He went the way of all low cost passive because like, look, no active manager adds any value whatsoever in his opinion. And I've conditioned my clients, okay, that we are not going to sell in a down market. And if we do, we're going to be making a very big mistake because if you bail and fail, right, that's where you make a bad mistake. You should just buy and hold. You got to grit through it. You lose half your money. We're not going to sell down 50, 60%. And that is what he is banking his whole business on that, you know, the next market event that he's educated his clients and they're not going to, they're not going to bail and fail. Well, you know, uh, diversification used to provide a meaningful risk and cap and capital loss benefit. That hasn't been true in the last couple of bear market cycles. Mm -hmm. There's been, you know, more of a liquidity trap driven, everybody selling at one time and it drives all asset classes down mm -hmm. at the same time because people just decide they're going to sell everything. And especially in the and, passive low cost stuff, the things. And, and, the, and the prices, you know, tend to cascade lower very quickly. It exacerbates the losses. That means that they're bigger. And if you're billing against assets, once again, whether people sell or not, you're going to have a bleed off of a lot of revenue. It's going to be difficult to pay your bills, pay your people, you know, pay your overhead if you're trying to build a business, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And that's, I can't afford to build a business that I can let, you know, the markets, which is kind of the grim reaper, uh, steal my business from me every four, five, six or years. Steal, first, steal your client assets. Well, of course. Which then this ends bad up for killing clients, your business. Bad for clients and it's bad for my business. I want to sink my clients to do what's right for them, and then it'll be right for my business. So you're kind of an advocate of, yeah, Einstein buy says some of that cheap beta stuff, but at the same time, you've got to have the lifeboat, right? You've got to have a way. Something to cushion that blow. You've, you've got to have a way to reduce risk, hedge, systematically, defensive stocks, mm -hmm. or cash. Cash is your best risk mitigator in a liquidity-driven event. Yep. It doesn't go down. Everything else does, even bonds. Gotcha. All right. So we want to make sure that advisors are thinking this through. We still have some time. The markets really haven't fallen apart yet. 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 I mean, it could by happen. the time this comes out on Friday, it, a couple well, days from now. It's, it's happening as we speak. It, it could, everybody's, all the major banks, everybody's expecting, you know, second half of 19, you know, to uh, sometime in 2020, we'll get a recession in a bear market. Hey, man, it's and, you know, October. That's, that's this the is where the market gets opinion, freaky. Right? So the market could, you know, sell off a little bit here. We could have, you know, a 5 or 10% decline. And then, you know, we, as earnings uh, uh Reports accelerate. These good earnings expectations are met. If they are, maybe the market will rebound. Maybe, maybe the market recovers, and and mm. and this is a kind of non-event, and it'll lead people to think that so they the, can chase, they can chase returns. So you're thinking without this, any real big downside, 
I think that this is the head fake. This might be Jekyll and Hyde. That here. gets everybody in for that last gas to try to chase the markets higher. You know, sometimes the markets will go an extra 5%, 10% higher here. And then know. the zombies will march into the market and take over the market for There's just that last gas. S&P 500 stocks that are already in, in a, bear, a market. bear market correction, which means they're down 20% or more. 123 out of 500. So that 500. shows you how weak the market is this year. Yeah, even though even though the market's still up for the year, there's there's a fifth of the stocks, so 20, over 20% that are getting smoked. Yeah, so over 20%, and that was before this week started. That was last week's data. Going to be more down. That was through today. Not today. Today's not yeah. over yet. Well, that was through today, earlier today, taping this. 123 companies through midday today, down into bear market territory. Wait, wait for it. it might that be num- more. That number is going to go up. Good. All right. So, hey, that's Bull Bear Radio this week. We'll be back at you next week with number 48. Thanks for listening. As always, tell your brother, your mother, your friends about Bull Bear Radio, and we'll keep trying to have a little fun with the finance here. It was fun for us. Hopefully it's fun for your ears. Ciao. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of this. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ABV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments Opinions and circumstances may have changed since the recording of this podcast.